Alright, welcome to Pursuit of Balance with your host Corey, where we go over everything holistic health and fitness, from movement and exercise, to nutrition, to sleep, to stress management, to community environment, and most importantly, your mindset. So today we're going to jump into the last dimension, or the second to last dimension of community and environment, and something that I, you know, I feel like I don't talk enough about this, even though it's such an important, vital piece to everything that we talk about when it comes to health and fitness and happiness and stress reduction and all these things that we talk about on the show, obviously, you know, from the top, like when you think about movement and exercise and nutrition is always like, this is where we all start. And then we tend to work down a little bit deeper into some of the recovery protocols, talking about stress management and sleep. But at the bottom, which is kind of what all our, our inside joke here is kind of the therapy level of things is looking at kind of the mindset and then the community and environment. The community and environment is all the external things around you. The mindset is everything internally happening with the conversation with yourself, right? Um, and the reason why I put mindset number one is we all know people that have come from bad communities and environment and still come out very successful in a lot of areas of life, right? Um, and success, obviously, I'm not just talking strictly just a financial thing or being lean or whatever it might be. Success is very different for everybody, right? So um, I wanted to jump down into the conversation and community environment, obviously cross- crossing both of those bridges of both of them, because even though they're in the same dimension, they still are very different. Uh, but they influence us the, the exact same way. So just to open up the conversation from an environment standpoint, where today's idea for the conversation of the podcast today was kind of sourced from was the fact that I was on a vacation last weekend in Mount Shasta. And um, it, like, it was just like an immediate change in just like my mood and my, my stress level and just like where I was at mentally, just being kind of in nature and being kind of in these very open spaces and being next to bodies of water, um, not being on a computer, not being at work, not being in this kind of crazy city life that we live here in the Bay Area, right? Um, and it just kind of just always, it's a good reminder for me every time I'm on these vacations, just of like how important it is for us to have this outside time or have structured nature time. Um, because I think we just like, it's very easy for people to live in the city to kind of get ourselves separated from that. And we just kind of get stuck in the normal rat race and normal routine that we live in. And, um, and I, I think for me, when I look at like the application for it is always because a lot of us know conceptually, like why it's important, right? Because a lot of people just feel the difference like immediately. Right. And for me, it's like, I'm more of a beach boy myself. So like I try to go to Santa Cruz weekly, if not once every other week. And every single time I'm there, it's the exact same response. It's just like an immediate like stress reduction. It's just immediate like, man, life's good. You know, it's like, it's just such like a, an easy, good feeling, just this joyful feeling of bliss. Right. And I think, um, not to say you can't get that in the city life or you can't get that, but I don't, I don't think that spending your time indoors all the time, spending all your time behind a screen, spending your time, you know, inside of the city limits all the time i just don't think ideally for long-term success with health like it's going to be ideal right it's not going to be something that runs parallel with what we genetically have come from right so learning how to integrate more of these things is such a big vital piece and and it's actually not that hard especially for people that are listening to this in california you know i I know there's obviously going to be certain limitations but at the end of the day there's always some type of environment and nature um, around us, right? Sometimes it might be a little bit harder to get to some of these areas. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not hard just to even separate being indoors versus outdoors and the incredible change that has on us, right? 
So, you know, one of the things that I always try to tell you guys and tell clients and, you know, remind myself, remind friends and family is a great way to structure it daily for yourself is just by literally taking a 10 minute walk after every meal, right? Um, and ideally even having maybe a walk first thing in the morning. That's going to help with circadian rhythm. That's going to help with your sleep. Um, just waking up and getting outside and having your eyes in direct sunlight. Um, even if it's cloudy, you're still getting the same response, right? Because that visual cortex coming in with that light, it automatically sets the internal clock. Um, but these are like, you know, all the other benefits outside of it. These are just great ways to get you back outside, right? Um, in the last like two, three weeks, I've been in a really good habit of almost, I would say probably about five times a week, um, taking Kona to the park behind the street from us where we live. And I realized just like, you know, not only is it really good for Kona and her to walk and run around and get outside as well, but also for me, it's like, I just feel so much better when I'm out there, right? You know, I'll walk out there and I'll take my shoes off and I'll play with her a little bit and I'll throw the ball for her. I'll even run sprints with her sometimes. Um, and I, sometimes I just sit there and I just stare off in space and I realize just like how, how much it fills my cup just doing that little piece, right? Like having that 10 minutes in the morning before I start my day or before I go to work or, you know, doing before or after reading for me, whatever it is. And this is something that every single person listening to this can do. It's not hard. It's like go walk in the morning or go take a walk after breakfast or lunch or dinner because you have to remember the modern day human and 90 plus percent of the demographic that I work with are people that literally spend all of their day behind a screen and indoors, right? Um, and that is just a recipe for disaster when it comes to your stress, when it comes to your health, when it comes to your sleep, when it comes to your body, when it comes to the way you look, when it comes to the way you feel. Um, so this is like an easy daily thing that we can prescribe for everybody. And there's so many lists of benefits that we can get from this just by saying, cool, I'm going to take a 10 minute walk every time I have a meal, right? That's 30 minutes a day, 40 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, depending on your meal frequency, obviously. Um, and maybe even one, if you can doing one first thing in the morning or watching the sunset as well, these are great things for your sleep and it's a great way to get outside. And then the second thing that I would add to that is, um, trying to get you guys to prescribe a little bit more time in nature in kind of a longer format, right? So maybe going on a hike once a week with some friends or some family or roommates or obviously by yourself or a dog, whatever it might be. Um, going to the beach, going to the lake, going to the river, doing these things that get you in nature. Um, and it's one of those things that like, it doesn't really take much convincing or much science to back this up for most people to convince them. Because like, once you go out there, you'll understand 100% about what I'm talking about. It's immediate in the change of how you feel, right? It's immediate. So we want to do this more often as much as we can. And a lot of us now living more in a city, um, you're going to see that you kind of get used to this, not necessarily saying that we've become complacent, but we get used to operating at a certain level, right? So getting more time in nature, you're going to start to feel the benefit and then you're going to go, wow, okay, this is actually something I do need more of, right? And the best way to actually do it is just by consistently having it in the routine. So this way, just like anything else in life, you're building that habit, right? So that would be a big environment piece, right? But for me, another thing that I noticed, and even on this vacation, one of the things, especially in the last two and a half years during the pandemic that I've done a really good job personally of doing is I've kind of removed myself from a media perspective of, you know, not following certain people, not listening to certain channels, uh, even certain music. I've kind of like fallen off a little bit because I just see like how much of an impact on my mood. And I think because I've done so much. It's so many things that kind of really change the routine because I really want to just treasure how I feel and how I operate and really what's the most effective, efficient way for me to live my life. 
Um, and all those little other things that are inputs around us, um, they silently can be like detrimental to health once again, right? Like we don't think that like, well, the people that I follow, how would that really affect my mood or the music that I listen to? How would that affect my mood? Um, the news or whatever, the TV shows that you're watching, right? I always use this as an example, right? Is obviously during the pandemic, the news was a very easy thing for us to understand why we probably shouldn't be watching this all the time because the news is literally driven off fear um, because fear from a marketing response, and I learned this from just reading so much marketing stuff over the last few years of running a business, um, fear actually will drive a bigger response than anything else, right? So obviously, we can't really shame the news people for doing something that makes them get more viewers. Um, it's unfortunately what we would deem as still wrong, but at the end of the day, for a business perspective, it's like, that's what they're doing to try to get as many viewers as possible. Um, but then also, I use this example with my girlfriend, too. Like, you know, she grew up watching a lot of crime shows and things like that and still watches kind of crime shows. Um, invest- investigation, discovery, whatever the hell it's called. And uh, she's someone that's just naturally paranoid about people, right? And no shame on her. I mean, it's not necessarily her fault, but that's like, that's an environmental cue, right? And you think about these things, um, they play, especially in our really early ages of life as children. And, you know, anybody that's a parent listening to this, I hope you can really pay attention to a lot of the environment and the community that you set your children up for. Um, and I look at running a business the same way. And I look at being a future parent one day that I can be able to control these things because I'll give you another funny example. Uh, watching scary movies, there was always these things where if anybody would get their like their neck cut or they would slit their throat in the movie, like a scary movie or something like that. Now I have this weird phobia, and I've had this since I've been an early, like a very, very young kid, where I don't like people touching my throat, even shaving for me. Like I literally just shaved this morning on my neck, and it's like that's like a weird response for me. These are like things that we don't naturally think about. These are environmental and community cues that are driving how you feel, and they're driving how your personality is going to be, and they're developing you. Um, and obviously, as a kid, it's even more impactful. But for an adult, it's the exact same thing, right? Like if I'm listening to reggae or Bob Marley at home or, you know, something that's just more like loving and laid back and a little bit more carefree versus when I listen to something more like Bay Area or the 90s hip hop music and it's about, you know, all the other shit that they talk about, my mood immediately changes, right? I go from just being like, nah, it's all about money and this lifestyle that we live and then I listen to reggae and I'm like, nah, it's like, it's it's okay, I'm chill, We like there's no rush, like easy living, those kind of things. And it's it's just things that I think we need to be able to take more time in our life to really come back and take a step back a little bit and really just reevaluate everything around you, right? Like it, it is how if you feel good, don't get me wrong, you don't really need to change much. But if you don't feel good and if you're not really where you want to be mentally, those are, those are kind of opportunities for you to kind of look at every little area of your life. Like what kind of TV are you watching? What kind of movies are you watching? What kind of shows are you watching, right? What kind of social media platforms are you on? What kind of people are you following? What kind of music? All those things, right? Um, social media platforms, we see this, uh, literally they just came out with an article on this like a couple months ago about how, you know, young kids and young girls more especially that they were dealing with all these kind of body awareness problems and, you know, body dysmorphia things. And the reason why is because they were following so many things on social media platforms where all these people just showcase the highlights, right? And the one thing about social media that I think we all need to remember is, it's designed to show highlights because that's what gets more traction. Um, and one thing that I try to personally do on social media is try to showcase a little bit more of everything, not just the good, right? Like, so for me as a fitness person, 
most people would hide like, okay, I drink a lot. I drink every day. I have a glass of red wine or I had margaritas last night. And for me, that would be what we would deem as a fault in the fitness industry um, or not the ideal health perspective of what we're looking at, but trying to showcase as much of that as we can. But the one thing we need to remember is um, the way these platforms are driven. And from a business perspective, we want to do things that actually get the platform to grow our channel. Um, you got to remember though, like that's just how the other side, so I can empathize with both sides. I'm not saying there's necessarily wrong or right. Um, but I always trip out when there's so many people that follow hundreds and some of the people even follow thousands of people. And I'm like, do you legit have a thousand friends? Like, are these, all these people worth following for you? Um, you know, I made a personal change and I've said this a few times on my platform and my channel is like, I follow less than a hundred people now, but like, I only want to follow people that make me better. So I follow people that I would invite to my wedding. Like who would be in my groom squad, my family, the people I work with, because obviously I drive a lot of business on my work, you know, profile, social media wise. Um, and then anybody that's a coach or a professional or an expert in the space of something that I want to learn. So fitness, nutrition, business, marketing, investing, whatever it might be like, those are areas personally that I want to learn more on. Um, and I love following people that are experts in the space. That's all I follow. Everyone else, not to really shame you or if you're someone that's obviously listening to this and I don't follow you and maybe come to the gym or whatever, it's like it's no harm, no foul. But like I personally look at relationships in in real life are more more vital to me than they are following you on your channel and hearing your every waking thought, right? Because I think a lot of people at social media, it's more like look at me versus learn from me. Um, and I think it's really just important to make sure that you're setting that environment up, right? So when you look at these things, um, as the kind of the environmental cues around you, pay attention to the music you listen to, um, pay attention to the TV, the channels that you watch, the type of shows that you watch, the movies, obviously kind of falling to that media and social media, even more so than ever, you know, like what type of platforms are you on? How much time are you spending on them? Who are you following these people that you do follow? How do you feel from them? If you are feeling happy and you're feeling empowered, um, there's going to be a very big difference than some of the big, you feel jealous or making you feel like you're not worthy or making you feel like you're not the right place in life. Um, cause if all you do is follow these so-called rich, very successful, lean, healthy people that have all the things in life that maybe you're chasing, doesn't mean it's real. That just means what they're showcasing on their channel. Um, those are all things that will affect you in the long term. And it's just little things. It's like unfollowing certain people, maybe watching a little less media, right? Or, uh, maybe, directing where when you are watching what are you watching right like on tv i'll give you a prime example if i watch a scary movie at night uh this is a personal thing like i just naturally have a little bit more anxiety going to bed because i'm like shit is like this just shit real like or if i'm watching a stand-up comedy or ridiculousness just to kill time or whatever you know it's like it's i'm in just a very different mood um and i'm not saying that you can never watch like scary movies or you should never listen to hardcore rap or rock or you know things that maybe talk about different things that is not the point of this conversation my point of this conversation is just like make sure you manage those things and just create a little bit more awareness around those spaces for yourself because um they just make a huge difference right and then the last part which i want to talk about is obviously people right and at the end of the day this doesn't sound like rocket science to people but i think this is the hardest section for people to actually make change in um, you know, change, getting outside a little bit more. It's not hard. doesn't take a lot of convincing. Um, I think changing maybe the stimulus of things that you take in from music and television and media, everything that we're just finished talking about there in section two. Um, I would say that probably be the second easiest. And this is why I kind of did them in order. The last part for me is really looking at, you know, the people you spend time with. So like your roommates, who do you live with your partner, whatever it might be. 
uh, eight hours a day on the weekdays. So obviously a third of the day is spent with, well, actually, well, I guess people are starting to go back to the office, but whatever, coworkers, um, the friends that you spend time with on your personal time and your time off, obviously family, things like that. Um, if you're around people that are like depressed or angry or always complaining about the world, like I'll give you, just, I'll just use personal example because it's easier for me to speak from this. Um, I personally do not like being around people that are always gossiping about people that are always complaining about the world that are always talking about politics or always talking about this shit. Like I personally, I mean, like I've said, speaking for myself here, I can give a fuck less about those kind of topics majority of the time. Like, um, I hate when people talk gossip. I hate when people complain about the world. You know, I come from a perspective that like, I think we actually have a pretty awesome life and an awesome lifestyle that we're provided. And I think it's all perspective at the end of the day. Um, but the more time you spend yourself around those type of people, you naturally get sucked into kind of that narrative, right? So if you're someone that's always complaining about the world, um, where people around you are, you're naturally someone that's going to end up looking at the world in a different lens, right? If you're someone that's always talking about um, gossiping about other people, you naturally got to start gossiping more about other people. Um, and we've all heard this saying that like, you're literally a byproduct of the people you spend the most time with. Um, and for me, it's like, um, you know, the crowd that I hung out with when I was in my early twenties, when I was partying a lot and I was less focused on work and I was less mature, more irresponsible. Um, I would never change anything. I still love all those friends and I still friends with almost majority of all of those people. Um, luckily we all got kind of on the same boat together and started to grow up and got our shit together. But like, if they never changed, I would, uh, I like, I had to get myself out of the environment. Right. And so for me, like the first thing I did to get out of the environment was spending more time at work and less time at bars. Right. Um, and that was one thing that kind of just got me out of that kind of partying lifestyle and routine that I was in my early twenties. And I think a lot of us go through that phase. Um, but naturally you're going to start to see as you get older and it's easier as you get older because you just mature and you spend so much time around these crowds. Um, you start to realize like, man, these are not the people I want to affiliate myself with. Um, and I think it's just as important not to look at just your friends that way, but your family that way, your coworkers that way. Um, and it's not easy to say this, but like if your parents or your, your siblings or your cousins or your good friends are people that don't make you feel good or the people that put you more in a negative headspace, like, sorry to say this, you need to be spending less time with these people or at least having genuine conversations that are like, if you don't change the conversation and narrative that you have, um, I will spend less time with you or I'll stop hanging out with you completely. And I think the most powerful, mature word in the human vocabulary is the power to say no, right? And I just had a conversation with my girlfriend about this last week. And, um, you know, when I said no, I forget what it was, but basically I, someone asked me if I wanted to do something and I actually just said no. And I didn't really explain why. I just like said, no, I just don't want to do it. Um, and that, that's, that's hard for me personally. Like I don't like saying no to people. I don't like like shutting people down. And generally if I do, I try to make up this like very beautiful excuse of like, ah, you know, I got a lot going on in my plate. And I think a lot of us do that, but learning to set your boundaries is one of the most mature things you can do for yourself. And I think because the more time you realize, like when you get out of these certain environments or out of these certain communities on how much better you feel and how much your headspace change and how much your mindset change, when you change all those things around you. That exposure is going to influence you wanting to say no more often or basically to shut some of those things down that maybe have been a little bit more negative than positive. Um, so when it comes to people, obviously, we need to really pay attention to those people you spend time with and just understand that like the people, even though they might put you in a negative space, it's not necessarily their fault. Like The goal is not to necessarily change these people. Uh, I think the goal is just to create a conversation and create boundaries for yourself. Like, this is just not where I want to spend my time, right? Like, this is just, for me, it's a personal thing. 
Um, and learning how to do that takes practice and it's definitely not easy when it comes to people because you literally are shutting people down um, and you're shutting people off. Um, and I still am not even close to perfect on this because I naturally be like, you know, like slow to text back or make up a little lightweight excuse or like a white lie. But it's really, it's like, Hey, if I don't want to do it, like, you know, something me and my girlfriend have gotten really, really good at is like, she's learned my boundaries, um, really, really well. And obviously it's a two way road in the relationship, but I'm someone that just needs alone time. And I, I need time to kind of fill my cup back up of, you know, going on a Harley ride or being out by myself at the beach or going golfing with some friends or whatever it is sometimes, but majority of the time, it's just something that I need alone. And if I get a little bit of it every week, like totally cool, I'm in a good place. And if I don't get it and I have a weekend book, cause I generally like to work during the week cause I enjoy what I do. And I don't really like, like, you know, I have my own kind of routine going on during the week and the weekend, it's something for me and my girlfriend or friends to kind of figure out. Um, and the more weekends I have booked in a row, I naturally just feel getting a little bit more stress, right? So learning how to say no um, and learning how to have those conversations with loved ones around you so they can actually help support you and structure that as well. Super, super, super important, right? Because at the end of the day, changing your mindset and optimizing your health and changing the way you look and making more money and finding the perfect partner in life, these are all things that really at the bottom of it, like start with how you have like, you know, the conversation in your head every day with your mindset. And secondly, they really are going to be dictated by everything else around it externally that you do, right? So like I said, I think the people is definitely the hardest one, even coworkers, right? Like if you're not working in a department that you like because the coworkers suck, like you need to change departments or change jobs, right? Or you need to have a conversation with a superior that this person's toxic. Um, I've had this in my business with a couple people that, you know, I didn't really see as super toxic until I really left and I realized like, wow, like the culture is so much better now, right? Like the people on the team is so much better now. Um, and it's something that I think just slowly rots away with you and you're kind of burning the candle at both ends. And this is why I think the community environment thinks so hard for people to change because they're so unaware of what it actually is doing because that little trickle down effect, it's like the good old robbery story. It's like if I stole a penny from you every day from everybody, you probably wouldn't notice, but I would be a rich rich person doing that right so obviously no one's getting any gain out of this but it's the same theory it's like if you're losing a little bit all the time you don't notice that like you're just burning the candle at both ends but as soon as you put yourself in a better environment in a better community you go wow i feel so much better um, then it's your job and your duty to create that awareness and spend that time with yourself to really reevaluate those things. And I think, and I've said this on goal setting podcasts before, I think it's important when you're doing these goal setting opportunities and you're taking this downtime to really kind of reevaluate where you're at, where you want to go and how do you get there, um, that you have that conversation with yourself, right? Of, am I in the right environment? Am I in the right job? Am I in the right crowd of people? Um, you know, am I listening to the right things, right? Like for me, it's like, I really, I just made a little, you know, story post on this today that like, I, I pride myself on really, I want to be the best at what I do. And in order to do the best and be the best, I need to be able to someone that obviously educates myself all the time, but more importantly, executes that on the front line. Um, and if I want to be someone that's going to be the best at what I need to do, I need to surround myself by professionals. I need to do more courses. I need to be around those type of people and have more mentors. I need to be surrounded by that information that's going to make me good. I do not need to be by surrounded by people that are just talking about everything else that's lower level stuff. Um, and once again, I'm speaking for myself here because that's where it's easiest for me to speak from. Um, so that's kind of where I'll cut it off today. So I hope you guys really like that. I hope you guys really take this as an opportunity for yourself to really look at everything globally in your life outside of yourself. Um, because in order to change your mindset, yes, you can change your mindset without changing the community environment. I'm just going to tell you right now, 
it is a fuck ton harder by yourself, right? It is much better to put a support system and put yourself in the right crowd, in the right environment, in the community, just like we've talked about a million times today, um, because that makes the whole process so much easier for you to do, right? All right, guys. Well, as always, I hope you like this episode. If you think this is something that somebody can benefit around you, share this episode with somebody, leave a review, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next Friday. See you later.